1: of the Locked On Podcast Network team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on the all-new Himalaya Podcast app. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. It is our rookie orientation series pressing on with Kingsley Kiki. Green Bay traded away both of their fourth-round picks in the trade that got them Darnell Savage moving up in the first round, a trade that I thought was... Really good for them, and the trade value chart and and a lot of that stuff agrees. And I was just saying yesterday on Twitter that I felt like, you know, even though I thought there were there were in a vacuum players who I had rated more highly as prospects for Green Bay, there was not a player who fit better next to Adrian Amos than Darnell Savage. So that trade, and maybe we should have a whole show about that trade. I don't I don't think that's necessary, but it is it is an interesting conversation to have and i think at the end of the season we'll be able to have a conversation about was it was it worth it in year 1 and you know we won't be able to say for sure if it was worth it after just that first year but through 16 games and an off season and you know everything that comes with the 9 months or so that that we'll have information was that trade worth it well we'll see but for our purposes today, we're going to focus on Kingsley Kiki, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M, the second of two players that Green Bay tabbed from Jimbo Fisher's team, formerly Kevin Sumlin's team, and this is part of a conversation that I think, frankly, has not been had enough when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, and and look, I, I take some responsibility for that. I have a platform, I have multiple platforms, in fact, to talk about Packers football and the things that that are related to the, the narratives around this team. I help drive those narratives, there's no question. And the defensive line is something that we have talked about on this show to some degree, and it was it was one of the reasons why you know, I was I- inclined to write about Ed Oliver and the, and the holes that he would potentially fill if he were to fall in the draft to the Packers. He didn't, and so that was a moot point, but something that I think has been quite lost in all of the discussions about the offseason is the defensive line is not a deep group. And we saw injuries last year really deplete that unit with Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels going down, and all of a sudden you're you're having to trust Dean Lowry and Montrevious Adams and Tyler Lancaster and all of these guys who are just sort of like okay players. And so someone like Kingsley Kiki... If he comes in and has a good training camp and he he does some things in the preseason, he can play himself into not a starting position, but but certainly into a role, certainly into someone who can get rotational minutes. And we saw even early in OTAs with Mike Daniels out, they had Montrevious Adams at nose tackle and they were playing Kenny Clark some as that five technique, as that defensive end Player in Mike Patton's 3-4. Now, listen, the the defensive line positions are in a lot of cases, especially for Mike Patton, kind of moot uh because they don't, you know, they don't they don't play traditionally very often, especially because this team is not going to be in their base personnel very often. They're not going to be playing with three true defensive linemen very often. It is part of what makes the selection of Rashawn Gary and the offseason acquisitions of Preston and Zadarius Smith important because those guys are going to play some inside. They're going to play some five tech. They're going to play some three tech. They're going to play inside in rush situations. And to some degree, that is going to mitigate the need for defensive line depth, true defensive line depth. Mike Patton prizes versatility. And so a lot of these guys that can play inside and play outside, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be surprising that someone like Kingsley Kiki, who played, he played nose tackle, he played three-tech, he played five-tech, he played wide on the outside as a pass rusher, he played a little bit of everywhere. It shouldn't be surprising to anyone that he would be appealing to the Packers with Mike Patton because you can move him around. And I didn't feel like you know his best position was on the outside. I felt like his most dominant games, his most dominant position uh, was on the interior. We had Billy Lucci on the show to talk about Jay Sternberger. And that was a great conversation. And, and he came up with the Jeremy Shockey comparison that I just loved. And so I thought, you know what? Uh, let's kill two birds with one stone and let's have him talk about Kingsley Kiki as well because I think he is a player who is not going to get a lot of the headlines in relation to the players that that Green Bay is excited about. It certainly won't grab the headlines when it comes to the players that the Packers fans are most excited about. But whether or not you're excited about him is sort of irrelevant to the fact that he is probably going to have to play. I mean, he's he is going to immediately be in their... their You know, whatever you want to say, top five, top six, rotation, he's going to be in that mix. He's going to be in that group. And that means he's going to play. And that means we have to know what he's good at. It it means we have to know what he's not so good at. And that makes his scouting report more important than a lot of day three players. The reality is Green Bay has found quality day three players, especially on the defensive front, over the last, you know, we can go back a decade plus at the names that Green Bay has been able to find to play defensive line, especially in this three-four, on day three of the draft, now that is certainly no assurance that Kingsley Kiki is going to be good, but it is a reason to say, look, we need to we need to have the information here. We need to we need to dive into this because he could be someone who has an impact and is certainly going to be someone who has a chance to make that impact. Having the opportunity to make an impact, whether the player does or doesn't, is almost irrelevant to our discussion right now because the games aren't happening. We can't analyze his impact. We can only break down his potential impact. And so Billy Lucci is here to help us do that. We're going to have a discussion with him about Kingsley Kiki and everything around him, his development as a player, his move inside and outside, and and all the different things he did at Texas A&M, and we're going to get to that right after this break, and this reminder that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends' trips. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. And I also want to talk to you about sex, and not just sex, but good sex sex now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence you need in bed at bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda proof active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises and remember this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants to boost his extra function and enhance his performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package so no awkward in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and they're made in the USA which means they ship and prepare direct making them cheaper than at a pharmacy. Right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our special promo code locked on, just pay for shipping. Again, that's blue, B L U E, blue, blue like the color blue, chew.com promo code locked on to try it free.
2: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better.
1: All right, Billy Lucci is back on the program. You can follow him on Twitter, at Billy Lucci. That's L-I-U-C-C-I. The I is silent. At Billy Lucci on Twitter. He's the executive editor and co-owner of TexAgs.com. And let's jump right in here. So the interesting thing to me about Kingsley Kiki is... The, the coaches moved him his, his senior season at AM and and i am going to talk about that move with you a little bit, but I, I will say watching him, the earlier seasons of him when he was playing along the interior, to me, that was where he looked the most comfortable. Why did they make that position switch with him? Because it, do, it did seem like he was a, a really capable interior pass rusher in particular.
3: Yeah, he was. He's been. He's pretty ferocious on the inside as a rusher because he's not. He's very unique. He's kind of ideally built because he's not too big, but he's but he is big, and you see him and you you see him up close and and he is over six three and and he can he can play it like I mean he doesn't need to be the seven, but you know, Kiki in a couple of years I think just as just a a uh, guy that's grown into a grown man, he's going to be, he, he's played at 315. He's played at, at, in, at 290. So this year, he mm-hmm. lost weight, played, as he told me earlier in the year, he's like, I'm lighter than I've been since high school. And he did it. It wasn't because they wanted to do that. The a and had to do that out of necessity. So in fall camp, and he came in light anyway, and he just wanted to be a little quicker, and he got himself into great shape. He took, you know, he was taking football very seriously, you know, prior to his senior year. And so that kind of happened naturally or just out of effort, but it wasn't because he was going to play in. A&M's starting defensive end broke a foot in fall camp and uh, ended mm. up missing the season. So there, there was really nothing. Up front, in terms of A and M, just kind of was out of options at defensive end. So it kind of was just real fortunate that Kingsley wasn't a step or two slower at three fifteen, but instead was twenty five pounds lighter at two ninety. They put him there, and I think he they they were really impressed with him in camp. But there was some concern because there's just either you know he's not he's not a four three defensive end kind of quick. No, but he was so good against the run, and you go watch that Clemson game, and that that was the game where I watched it, and I said, okay, this, he's, he's going to be fine. You know, maybe they'll <laughs> slide him inside on some passing downs, or they'll, you know, they'll take him out in packages, you know, on passing downs when they want to or need to, but he's going to be just fine as a starter. And I thought he was really kind of a linchpin uh, for an a and defense that – was kind of embarrassingly bad against the run really since joining the SEC. They never, under Kevin Sumlin, they never could stop SEC ground game. And I think they were first or second against the run all season until, uh, until I think their last two games. They ended up top five in the country against the run, which is absolutely insane. And Kingsley was a big part of that. But, I, yeah, I like him. Yeah. I'll give you a comparison. I don't know how much you guys are are familiar with with this guy. There's there's a bunch of guys like King. He reminds me so much of a guy that was a good friend of mine when I was in school here and had a nice NFL career. He reminds me a lot of a guy named Rocky Bernard who Mm -hmm. went to a Super Bowl with the Giants, went to a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, made a bunch of money playing and, and he was he was that guy he came into A and M at like two fifty and he left at, at about three hundred and then he played the NFL sometimes about three fifteen. but he was that guy that you could line him out up inside or outside depending on who your opponent is, depending on if you were an odd or even front. And I think that versatility makes Kingsley worth his weight in gold.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. The first game that I watched him play was against Alabama in 2016,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he had a couple plays in the backfield, had a sack, had a pass de- defended, and I just thought, if this is who this guy is, how did how did the Packers get him on day three? Yeah, and then it was sort of like, well, that that wasn't consistent, but it yeah. became clear in that game like he was the only guy A and M had who could do anything with those Alabama offensive linemen.
3: Yeah, is that where he blocked, deflected the pass down near the goal line? Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I was sitting there in that end zone for that play. I totally remember that one. But he, here's the thing. Yeah, you you nailed it. He just he wasn't he his his highlights are like second third round type stuff. His mm-hmm. highlights, his physical attributes, and I think if you look at his numbers, I mean, if you look at what he did tackles for loss, sacks, as an in, mainly, primarily interior guy in the SEC the last couple of years, I mean, you look at it and you go, ah, there aren't those, that's not easy to do, to produce like that. No. But he just wasn't quite, he, here's the knock on him that some people have said, is like, if he gets you right off the snap, he can make you know any offensive lineman look bad. And there are, pl- there are plenty of places to show an example of that. And then there are times where if the if he if he gets engaged, sometimes there's a little bit of a kill switch where he goes, okay, you know, got me on that one. I'll be back the next Mm -hmm. play. He doesn't quit. He keeps coming at you. But sometimes on certain plays, if he gets blocked, he might allow himself to to get blocked, you know, and and kind of -hmm. that was the knock. Um, But as far as playing hard and and coming play and being pretty consistent every week and I mean I, I think his work ethic is really good I, there, I don't have many things watching him for four years that there's not to like about him um, a lot of guys at, at our at our in our offices at Tex-Aggs and, and on our radio stuff thought he was going to come out as a junior as a first or second round pick but and I always caution them against that because my scout's My scouts thought his that I talked to regularly, as he was coming up, thought his ceiling was like as a second second round pick. Um, So again, even like what we said with Jace, I think Kingsley Kiki is a steal in round five because, and I'm pretty sure that's where Rocky Bernard got drafted too. I would be surprised if, if Kingsley didn't end up at some point, you know, starting for the Packers. I don't know. The Green Bay roster up and down as far as this season, but I think Kingsley Kiki is a starting NFL defensive lineman that that Green Bay got in round five. So from that standpoint alone, I think that makes him a tremendous value pick. And, and again, when you see the best he has to offer, it's like okay, if we can get that out of him more consistently. And again, I'm not talking about a guy that was an inconsistent football player at a I just think maybe down to down get more consistency out of him game to game. He he rarely kind of rarely did you watch a game and not notice him or or thought maybe he didn't come to play or show up. That that didn't happen very often with him. And like I said, he's a hard-working, conscientious dude. He, he's a Real funny guy that guys in the locker room are gonna like. Just an outgoing. He's he's not a problem at all. Uh, I think both those dudes are just great kids, you know. So. It,
1: and by the way, what what a name, Kingsley Kiki is tremendous. Uh, just just for the <laughs> listeners, Rocky Bernard was also a fifth round pick and was six three three zero one. Kingsley Kiki on the on the in like the media guide listed 64305 oh, actually in that 63 range and probably is going to yeah. play in that like 295 300 range so i yeah. mean from a physical body type uh I, I think and and you know pedigree it makes a lot of sense there i'll tell uh, you one play one, of the
3: for, th- one play for everyone to watch mm-hmm. real quick if if you can find it you know felipe franks the florida quarterback 2017 Kingsley's junior year, AM's in the swamp, and uh, there's a busted play where the Blitz doesn't come get home and Felipe Franks breaks into the open field. Ends up being an 80-yard run. Ends up being an 80-yard run. The mm-hmm. guy who tracks him down and tackles him at about the 5- or 10-yard line, the opposite 5- or 10-yard line, and leaves his feet and dives and tackles him, is Kingsley Kiki at, at the time, wow. probably playing at about 310. If you watch that play and you see it, you go, wow, that dude. <laughs> that's the kind of effort. Uh, I'm telling you, it's a pretty shocking play to watch when you see it.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, the, as I was watching him, I went, okay, played inside, played outside, he, you know, he's going to play in that 295 kind of range. He's got long arms, even if he's not 6'5", 6'6" his best attributes as a run defender, but has a little pass rush. It's it's sort of the ideal Mike Patton defender who can play, he can play a little five technique, you can slide him inside, play some three, mm-hmm. maybe a little nose tackle if you need him to. I mean, just from a versatility standpoint, it seems like he's the kind of guy that, you know, line him up anywhere on your defensive front, and he's going to play his ass off for you.
3: Yeah, he does. And I think I really like him, like, at a nose and, and a – you know, line him up in the nose on on you know, third and nine. And if you if that's the way if that's the way you're gonna line up, if if he can line up there and, and rush the passer, he he's a very difficult uh he's a very difficult assignment right there inside. Funny thing for A and M though was this year and they would do that with him and they had so they had about three of those guys and you'll be you'll be talking him in the future and they had uh, there's a guy in Justin Matabike who's likely to be a first or second rounder after this year as a junior. He was just a sophomore, another 6'3", 300-pounder. And there's a guy by the name of Bobby Brown who backed up Kiki this year. If you watch A&M games, he's wearing number five. He has since grown out of that inside-outside guy because he's entering his true sophomore season right now at I think about 6'4", 330. so, There was a bunch of them, but they needed Kingsley because they had that type of uh, guy on the inside, including Dalen Mack, who went a few draft picks after Kiki in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they had so much inside depth, that was why Kingsley was used outside. But like you were saying about Petten, I do think he's going to see him and go, this is a very versatile piece for me to work with And, and, you know... You know this better than I do. You're covering an NFL team all year. Those guys are are so valuable, right? When it comes to the attrition that is an NFL season, so you know there's he can probably fill in for two, three guys if they're if they were to get hurt. So
1: yeah, and and you know he went to Mobile and they, I mean, was one of the more impressive guys down there. I mean, they they there were. Guards and tackles that that struggled with him. I mean, this is not. This should not have been a surprise that he would go to Mobile and have that kind of success because he he did it against these SEC players. As you said, the, the splash plays, the flash plays that we saw, they're impressive.
3: Yeah, I think that Kiki was a little bit of a victim of maybe some over critiquing. As you've seen sometimes in the draft, like Dalen Mack, I can understand why he went round five because Dalen is like you know he's six he's barely six one, he's three thirty and he's kind of more of a real specific type guy. So I, I and he and sure. he had one he had a terrific year this year. He probably had a better year than than Kingsley did, but he was one year as opposed to Kiki kind of just getting better and better each of the years of his career. But I I think with with Kiki uh, to me I don't see why he was a fifth. I mean, I know he's not every down dominant, but I think there was a little too much nitpicking uh going on with that one. Which is a good thing for the Packers.
1: It, it sure is. Uh I think you know ultimately he is going to be someone they don't they don't really have a starter next to Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels is not under contract beyond twenty nineteen so you know if he is someone that that they think can play just about anywhere I don't see any reason why he can't compete in in twenty nineteen or beyond for a starting position Green Bay has a history of turning these day three guys these round five guys I mean Aaron Jones was a round five guy into they, legitimate NFL players. So we'll, well see. Well, they've
3: done it with a couple of Aggies too. I mean, Mike Montgomery and, and Johnny Kelly yeah. before he ran into off field trouble, he was, uh, I mean, he, if he wasn't a steal, I don't know what is. So they've done it with a few of them.
1: They, they sure have. So where can, where can my audience find more of the work that, that you do now that apparently, uh, the Packers have a, an NFL pipeline <laughs> down with Jimbo Fisher's team.
3: Yeah. Um, you can go to texags. t e x a g s. dot com, and then also on Twitter, I'm just at Billy Lucci, L i u c c i is my last name, so a lot of stuff there. And I think Green Bay fans will be interested because I, this year, again, I said Matt Abike will be a a real highly regarded guy. He's the only he's the only senior that's going to are only not senior they're going to start one senior this season and then there's justin so a couple of d linemen they'll probably have drafted after this year but then those years after that i think texas a&m is going to be have it as loaded just the way they're recruiting and what they've got on campus as far as guys going in the nfl and us talking about draft picks they're going to be as loaded as anybody you know this side of clemson and tuscaloosa moving forward
1: well, we know Jimbo Fisher can recruit. We know he can find talent. And, and more than likely, he's going to turn that into success sooner rather than later. So definitely not the last time that Green Bay is going to have interest in someone at Texas A&M. Billy, I appreciate you joining the show, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road.
0: David Harrison here the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. Bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit Dave'sKillerBread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store.
2: This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting, battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E.
1: All right, I want to thank Billy again for joining the show and remind you that today's show is also brought to you by GRIP6. Ultra lightweight belts with no holes, no flap, and make a great Father's Day gift. Go to GRIP6 for the special offer they have for you. It's GRIP6.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. We're going to be back tomorrow as our continuing off-season coverage rolls forward, getting ever closer to training camp. We have some news to discuss. Jordy Nelson says he's going to retire as a Packer, so always going to be some things to discuss here. OTAs, the latest there, uh, free agency, and we still have interviews with Indomit and Sue, Darius Slay coming uh, in, in the days ahead as the news and the actual goings-on of the Packers wind down a little bit. In the run-up to training camp, when there's not actually stuff to talk about on the field, we're going to bring you that stuff as well. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Those reviews and ratings actually matter. They matter for us. They matter for advertisers. And they matter for new listeners. Help other people find Locked On Packers by going to iTunes right now leaving a rating, leaving a review, and letting us know that you like what's going on with Locked On Packers. And if you don't, let us know there too, but you know, maybe DM me first, and we'll talk about it. Let's talk it through. That's what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can also do that 920-341-3775. That's the best place to always stay Locked On Packers.